Welcome to Backseat Drivers Podcast, where we cover everything from business strategies, office shenanigans, and any hot topic that gets us fired up. We will give you all the stories, tips, and advice that you never asked for or wanted, because we are the Backseat Drivers. Okay, we got some like sound pad here that I didn't realize that we had. Yeah. I'm going to hit you with something here. I don't do, know if you're ready for it, this. Well, do the first one. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I feel like getting up and dancing. Yeah. That's and what I'm talking about, man. We got the, that was, that was funky. Yeah. We have, it uh, was funky. We got the horn jazz right here. Boom. I feel like we need to play that like after like a smart thing that we say, like, boom, boom. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Here's another one. This is piano electric. That was stupid. That was. Speaking of piano, um, that was Sierra in the window. Did oh, you see her? I did. I saw something in the corner she of my was, eye. She was showing us that she got her coffee. Oh, kids have been sick, so she hasn't been getting a lot of sleep, and you know, going to school, a lot yeah. of homework, mm-hmm. work, no coffee. Yeah. So she just got her first coffee at. What ten thirty? So, piano. Yeah. Um, Liam plays the piano. Mm-hmm. We have this little upright at home, and uh, kids like taking a couple lessons, but listening to him go and just play those keys, it's pretty incredible. I'm not like it's not like you go down and you just hear kids like pounding on keys and it sounds terrible. No, like I could listen to him play all night. He just makes stuff up, and it sounds brilliant. Like next Mozart, right? I like go down there, and Nicole's like, "Why don't you try to do something?" I'm like, "Okay." So I go to there, and I'm like, "Sounds nowhere near what his sounds like." Yeah. So you're not as smart as him. He's a pro- prodigy, really. Uh, not you. Prodig- I didn't say protege. I said prodigy. Mm. There's a difference. Is there? Right. Interesting. There's a difference. <laughs> You like that? I I I don't know if I like that one. That one's not bad. I don't like the piano one though. Yeah, piano one was not my fave. Um, what do you got? Others. Uh, so we had we had the the funky. We did the horn jazz. That was piano electric. And now we got the uh, hard riff. Yeah. Hmm. Feels like some eighties butt rock right there. Butt rock. Yeah. Why was it called? Butt rock. Because you were rocking your butt off. I don't know. I made that up. Hmm. Butt rock. It just doesn't sound appropriate for one. Well, it was the 80s. There wasn't much appropriate about the 80s. What? Dude, the 80s were awesome. What were you, like 10 in the 80s? 10 to... Well, in the late 80s, late I was 80s, yeah. 10. Yeah, I was like zero to five, so yeah, not a lot, not a lot remembrance of the eighties. I liked the eighties. Yeah, it was a good time. I'm more of a nineties kid, you know. That was my my era, my jam. Me too. Nineties was nineties was good. Where I really flourished. Yeah, nineties is where it was at. Didn't quite come out of my shell until about two thousands. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, speaking of things that have been around a while, like that transition. I about said something that <laughs> wouldn't have been appropriate. Okay. Um, you were telling me that you have a story for me about 
Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, so I don't. Man, I don't. Can you quit making so much noise with the microphone. Just hold still. I don't. Did you take your Adderall today? <clears throat> no. Okay. You need to chill. I um, I don't typically watch a lot of television. I watch shows with Bella and stuff, but I don't really watch a lot. Um, so last night I'm watching. I'm like Jeopardy, Will of Fortune. Good I haven't, classic shows. Haven't watched those forever. Yeah. Uh, Vanna White mm-hmm. looks good. Mm-hmm. Isn't she like eighty or something like I, that? You could tell she's getting old in her arms. Mm. You can tell. Yeah. Um, Pat Sajax, he's looking good. Yeah. Um, and I they uh, I think they're trying to promote his daughter because she came on as like. I can't remember her name. Sajak. Like right? a special guest? No, she's like, follow me on Instagram or Twitter or something for more wheel. I'm like, oh. So that was interesting, man. I'm like, well, maybe they're trying to transition her into being the next huh. like Will of Fortune yeah. person or something. Interesting. But I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But um, so... I'm watching this, and the people that are on Wheel of Fortune, I'm like, these people are not the brightest, right? So there was a puzzle. I can't remember the entire puzzle, but it was something pedal boats. And the one guy goes, whatever, paddle boats. And they're like, nope. Goes to the next person. She's like, oh. Um, and it's literally... Um, the L for pedal, last letter that needs to be guessed. And the lady's like, oh, I don't know. I, I need to spin. I'm like, what? She spins and guesses like. Bankrupt. Oh, no. No. Guesses W. I'm like, what the? What would that even spell? Hell? Exactly. Pe- I'm like, what pedal- is she trying to ped- spell? Pedal? And they're like, uh, no. <laughs> And then goes the next lady. She spins and she guesses something else. I'm like, what is wrong with you people? And then it goes back to the next guy and he's like, oh, paddle or pedal. And they're like, yeah. And Pat's like, "Uh, yeah, so you said paddle the first time. And then he's like, like, these people are not the brightest. And that was like. Not the only one. It was that whole show. These people are, yeah, they're they're not that smart. Uh, Nicole kicks butt at Wheel of Fortune. Like when we we watched it, she does pretty good. She's always good at guessing those letters. But you know, I think it may change now because have you heard of the game Wordle? Yes. Yeah. So that's a that's a little fun game that uh, could help Jeopardy contestants potentially. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe Wordle is owned by Wheel the, of Fortune. Man, the I mean, these people weren't the brightest. So then I go to Jeopardy. Oh, and Jeopardy's Wait, doesn't it go Jeopardy and the Wheel of Fortune, or do they switch it? Because I always thought it was. It might be. Maybe thought it was. I can't remember. Jeopardy then Wheel of Fortune. I can't remember. Doesn't matter. Watched them both last okay. night. And so Jeopardy. I'm typically Jeopardy. Dude, I'm I'm not. Wait, didn't didn't uh 
What's his name? Um, the host of Jeopardy, didn't he die? He did. He What's it, what was his name? Um, Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek, yeah. And now they have, isn't it Ken Jennings? The guy who like won the most that, of all time or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that, that dude's crazy smart. Yeah, is, that's who's host, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. He's not bad. But typically I'm like, I'm not, I'm okay at Jeopardy. I mean, I'm getting things, right, right. typically. But last night, I was on it. I don't know why, but I was like, I know that. I know was that. it because I know it was that. like I know the that. grade schoolers edition? Is that what no. was going on? Good one. No. And even Final Jeopardy, I don't like, you know, sometimes I know the answer, mm-hmm. but most times not. <laughs> I just, I don't. And last night I knew it. I'm like, this is like a dumbed down version mm-hmm. of what I remember Jeopardy was. Either that or... Or in my older years, I'm getting hella smart. Yeah, it's probably not that. I that I don't think so. Yeah, so that's definitely not it. I'm like, what in the heck is going on? I need to go on Jeopardy. Then I need to go on Wheel of Fortune. You know, they have auditions for Wheel of Fortune at the casino sometimes. They do. Uh, the Chinook wins, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I thought about trying it out. I was down there one time when they were doing. It. I was like, I should do this because you know they're not looking for just smart people. They're looking for personalities. They are. Well, and I don't know about it, for Jeopardy. If we got on there, we could promote true. our podcast on Will of Fortune. Yeah, yeah. Be like, what do you do? Oh, we have a podcast, Backseat Drivers, and then we like, ever heard of us? We have like three followers. It's five. <laughs> right. And you told me I couldn't say that, and now you're saying it. Way to go! I was making fun of you. Mm. Anyways, um, yeah. So that was so. Anyway, Jeopardy. That was yeah. That was crazy. I, so I think they're. I mean, look, I'm not trying to, like, say these people are dumb, but... No, that's exactly what you're saying. I definitely feel like it was dumbed down. You know what show they need to bring back? Are you smarter than a fifth grader? I didn't like that show. Why? It wasn't fast enough. And yet Jeopardy is fast enough for you, huh? Oh, dude, it's like... Question. Uh, All right. Okay, I can see that. Boom. Boom. I can see that. Give me 400. Give me 1,200. Give me 2,000. Yeah. Nope. Wrong. Wrong. (laughs) Wrong. You know. I like uh, on SNL Celebrity Jeopardy with uh, Will Ferrell as Alex Trebek, mm. and then whoever played Sean Connery. That was a while ago, man. That was a while ago. Yeah, that was were good. Uh, SNL used to be funny. It did. Like late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, early '90s. Even like yeah, that was. It's gone downhill significantly. Yeah, it's not as it's not as good. Yeah, um, so. You had said that you wanted to discuss what it takes to start up a business. Well, not exactly like what. Yeah, I guess. Um, But what it takes to, I feel like, be an entrepreneur or, you know, advice because that's what we do. Right. Um, advice about what it takes to start that. Like, where do you start? What do you do? Like, how is that? Um, how is that structured? Well, I think the fr- I think you need a couple things. One, you need to be able to be willing to take risk. And if you're able to take risk, then you should find something that you are passionate about. Because if you're not passionate about it, there's so much 
work and dedication that goes into it that if you you don't like it, it's not going to be worth it and it's not going to be a good product. You have to be passionate about it. Okay. I yeah, I I agree. Maybe and you could not look at your phone and then have a conversation here. That'd be great. I am having a conversation with you. I can do multiple things. No, you can't. Um, yes, you have to be resilient. You have to recognize your strengths and weaknesses. And you have to find something that you want to do that you're passionate about, right? That's literally what I just said. I'm making a point. Okay. And you didn't say resilient. At all. I didn't, but I said that you had to be able to take word. risk, and I said it takes passion, and then you were saying passion like it was your own thing, and I'm just saying I said no. that already. Yeah, well, you have to you have to have a simple plan, right? You have to focus on something that you really want to put everything into, and you have to do a lot of research. You have to know your market, right? Um, so being able to make it your side hustle like we were talking about before this what's your side hustle what do you want to do make it a side hustle you don't have to make a lot of money at it in the beginning that'll come right but you have to work at it you have to put the work in that's coming home from work and working another four six hours yeah. and you know then you can take it to the next level once once your side hustle can become your main, then move on. But Well, it takes a lot of sacrifice to get to that point. What do you think that means? What does sacrifice mean to you when, if you're building a company, what does sacrifice mean? What do you have to sacrifice? Well, I think one of the biggest things you're sacrificing is time. Um, time is a commodity that we all have, but it's always what we choose to do with that time. And so you're sacrificing going out with friends, you're sacrificing time with your family, you're sacrificing um, anything else that you would have been doing to pursue this. And, I mean, that sacrifice has consequences. Sure. I mean, but consequences aren't always bad. Consequences are just a reaction no, but or a response to something. Yeah, but that time you are taking, and it depends. It's all relevant. I mean, do you have a family? Do you have a child? Do you have other commitments? Um, those things, you do sacrifice time with those things or for those people mm -hmm. to do what you're trying to do. So um, that is a sacrifice. Um, to your family or to your child. I mean, I remember when I was building, um, it was basically a consulting company. I was building the tech company and stuff too. Um, Bella would come with me over to Pringle and she still remembers like sitting under my desk, sleeping there and watching videos on my computer while I was working. That's grinding good parenting it out. right there. Good parenting. You know what? We did what we had to do. And we also, she remembers like eating Top Ramen mac and cheese, you know, Top Ramen with chicken in it. Like she remembers those things because struggle. 
I was putting everything back in. I was saving everything to get to where I needed to be. And I was, I mean, I was doing okay, but, um, I learned to save a lot and I was living with Eric at the time. Right. And, um, we, I mean, you know, I'm grateful for Eric for that because, um, I was able to save a ton of money Mm -hmm. and, uh, just grind away to be able to do other things. And so she remembers that. So there's a sacrifice there that she's made, even though she didn't know that she was making that sacrifice because she was a kid and she was just like, I'm with my dad. Right. So we're and, in the office. And, and where did that sacrifice, what was the outcome of that? Because in this case, there, w- there was a consequence, but it seems like it was a positive consequence. Well, I mean, you always think about, you know, what could we have been doing in that time that she was with me sleeping under my desk at the office? Could we have been doing other things? Yeah, we definitely could have been, but she remembers it as she was with my dad and this is what we do. And right. But what does it set you up to do now though? It, it, it has set me up to do a lot. Right. And, and to do a lot with her. Yeah. And, um, the thing is she, she remembers that she remembers the sacrifice and she wants to be involved, um, somewhat with what I'm doing. I mean, she was in here. Was that last Monday? Was it Monday or Friday? It was Monday. And here taking notes in a business meeting about, you know, strategy and what we want to do. So, um, and she had some input, you know, she, said some stuff and uh, she likes harassing you and <laughs> yeah ever since she was like two she just <laughs> harasses me <laughs> nothing like being harassed by a two-year-old and then a 15-year-old it's right. it's great that's a long time man yeah. 13 years yeah of nothing harassment. harassment yeah um so i i think it definitely um it has impacted her but i think it was positive it was negative and positive i mean that's what I had to do to make ends meet and set ourselves up for where we are. But you have to be able to and be willing to make those sacrifices. You have to put the work in yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't go and just hire an assistant to do all the work you don't want to do so you can tell them what to do. I mean, you're right. not going to make money that way. Right. That's not how it works. Yeah. I mean, my, so for me, I sacrificed a lot of time with, with Kyler, with my oldest. Um, fortunately, Nicole was able to stay home with him um, while I was doing. What I was, so I had two jobs and going to school full time. So one full time job at ODEC, one part time job at UPS, and going to school full time. That's right, you did UPS. Did yeah. you like UPS? I hated it. Did what you were you were in the warehouse or something though? Yeah, right? I was uh, packing the trucks and. Cutting out there. Uh, what I hate most about it was just the hours. Like I had to get up and be there at like midnight, and then we worked till eight a.m. And it's hilarious because when I got on, that like their training video shows like, okay, here's a box coming down the conveyor belt, mm-hmm. and then like three feet later, later here's another box, and it's like safety first. Make sure you lift like this and do this. And it's like, okay, cool, that looks easy enough. No. There's box upon box upon box coming down those <laughs> conveyor belts, and it is nowhere near like what they showed in the training videos. It was, 
yeah, it's very stressful, very especially around Christmas time. Oh, oh man, I can imagine that was insane. Um, but um, it, you know, the sacrifice was that the time with my family. Um, but now it has led to me being able to have more time with my family um, and being able to do the things that we want to do, being able to coach Kyler in basketball and Liam in baseball and um, do the things that that we want to. So kind of coming back to your whole thing about having your, when you want to start a business, having it be your side hustle, it's like it goes through this, this progression of, okay, it's your side hustle, then it became comes your main hustle and then your main hustle then almost becomes a side hustle where you can do the other things that you want to do as well that's called success that is yes your microphone's glitching won't let out the clutches you like to say so yeah yeah so i i think there's you know some people go in with a misconception of you gotta hold the mic closer to your mouth i don't know about that you do because when when i'm editing this yeah. you're like out here talking like this and you have to like change things so ooh, ooh. just hold the microphone closer um i th- so i think there's a misconception about um success you know what i i think there's a misconception about people owning businesses like a lot of so I'll go back to the first point. I think a lot of people think, oh, I can, if I can start a business, then I'll be successful. And um, it's instant success, right? But it, it takes that hard work and to get there. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, people think, oh, you own a business. You got all the money in the world. And right. you're the corporate person. You're the problem. With society. You're what's wrong with America. Like, I employ people. Right. Like, I'm giving people opportunity. And I'm the one that made the sacrifice. Right. right? Like, I, and it's not always because you own a successful business doesn't mean you have a lot of money. Right. It means, yeah, you have money to pay yourself, but all that money you're making you're paying your 50, 60, 70 employees too. Right. So you don't get all that money. And then there's taxes. And then there's county taxes. taxes. Then there's city taxes. Then there's employee taxes. And there's literally privilege tax. Yeah. We literally paid a privilege tax to buy cars for our company to do business. Yeah. A privilege tax. And I don't, I think that's um, a lot of, new entrepreneurs uh, uh, problems uh, that they come across is wait oh and insurance right <laughs> i have to have insurance too i have to have errors and omission i have to have abuse i have to have property I, there's a lot of insurance you have to right. have and then oh i have to provide medical insurance for my employee people listen there's expenses that comes with having a business well there's there are expenses that come with having business. There's even more expenses that come with having employees. Right. Having employees is very expensive. If you cannot have employees to start, you're going to save yourself a ton of money and a ton of headache. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't go out and be like, oh, 
I need an assistant. You know what? Sometimes you have to grind it out. That's what being an entrepreneur is about. You're starting your startup. It's called startup for a reason. Right. I threw air quotes out there. I don't you know did. if you saw them. I saw them. They did not. Yeah. They did not. So, I mean, there's a reason it's called a startup. And you can't just go and hire people to do the work that you're tired of doing. You need to grind it out. And you need to grind it out until you have a profit. Right. Because... You want to make money, so guess where that money's at? It's in that employee you just hired because you don't want to do the hard work anymore and put the 10, 12 hours in a day. Right. If you're not putting your time in, you're not going to make it. Well, and then, you know, I think a lot of people that aren't entrepreneurs, they think, well, just, you know, why is it so hard for you to find employees? Just pay them more. Oh, okay, yes. Let's just manufacture more money. When you pay people more then you have to increase the price of your product because what a $2 an hour raise is not just $2 an hour. There's also extra taxes that go into that. And um, you, it's not that simple. Like it's not, you don't just manufacture money like the government does. Right. And it's what the market can bear. Right. Right. The market can only bear so much. And for those of you who don't understand what the market can bear, that's what a customer is going to pay for your service or your product. Right. Well, what my favorite is, is when somebody comes and does a driver ed program with us and like, oh, you charge so much money. I, I'm i going to start my own driver ed company. Oh, we've had it a couple. T- it's great. I love it when people tell me that they're going to start their own driver ed company. Uh, because they think they're going to get in it to make a ton of money. Because let me tell you, there is not a ton of money in driver education. No, it's more of a community service. Yeah. Now, there are other things that we do that we we are able to do because of driver education. But if somebody is just trying to make money doing driver ed, they will fail Every single time, and unless it's just them and they're and don't have any owner operator, owner operator. But then you are like your life is driver ed. You right. eat, sleep, breathe driver ed, and it's. I think uh, at most a lot of the people to do what we do, driver training wise, uh, a lot of them don't do it because it's red tape. Like if oh, you want to so do the government side of things, have fun. There's so much red tape and regulations, things we have to follow, the audits, making sure you have all, man. But we get 100% on our audits. We do, because unlike a lot of our competitors, we've mainstreamed everything, so we're on it. Like it, We have everything tracked automatically from the start, so yeah. it's, I mean, we've been in it long enough. We know what we need to do and how to do it. Well, we were making things automated before anybody else. Like, yeah, people are like, oh, we're we're gonna do online scheduling. We've had online scheduling for like fifteen years now. Yeah, and people are now just starting to be like, oh, what's this online scheduling thing? Which blows me away. Yeah, um, man, I wish I could remember the group. There was a group uh, out in, I think we were in Chicago, but they were doing something like. 10 to 20,000 students a year. Oh, yeah. All on paper. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. We're like, holy. Yeah. How do you do what? 20,000 students on paper scheduling. That was insane. But they were doing it, and they've been doing it forever. 
Yeah. Well, so before we were doing online scheduling, we had um, just Excel. And- well, yeah, but I'm just trying to think of how many office employees we had. We probably yeah. had at one point, like during the summer, I think we had 15 office people, like making yeah. phone calls, answering phone calls. 15. Office was humming. We, we have like, what, four? Four like true office people now? I mean, I, we have more like admin stuff, but like people answering the phones, we have like four, right? Um, two, two. I mean, we have four. Like, there's four that can answer. Yes. but two, two main ones that are answering the phone and running the front desk. Right. And we're we're doing just about as many as they did during the summers, but because it's all automated. Yeah. Yeah, and it's. I mean, that's the thing. You just have to find. You know, it takes time to find what works and how to best do things. I mean, that's that's the nice thing is technology nowadays. Man, there's something out there for everything. Yeah. I mean, I say you work smarter, not harder. Like, if you can automate something and make your life easier, then do it. That way you can put the time and energy into something else. Right. And there's a lot of apps out there that don't cost money. There's a lot of programs that are pretty cheap that can help you really automate and make things smoother and faster. Right. And especially if you can find one that's also just starting up and you guys can grow up together because a lot of those um, tech companies are just starting up. They're willing to give you a deal now and then grandfather you in even when they raise prices. So that way when you're killing it and they're killing it, you're still doing it for like pennies on the dollar. We've done that with uh, a couple tech companies. Yep. Um, it reminds me of the story of Guinness about how um, the guy who invented Guinness. Uh, did you know that he was a pastor? I did not. And that he invented it because the water was dirty. Yes. And so they he made it so that it was like for people to drink. It was like low. Did you just hear this on the news? I heard on like a podcast or something. It was a while ago. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he like invented the this Guinness beer with because instead of drinking water, they were drinking hard alcohol and mm-hmm. they were getting messed up quick. And yeah. so he's like, "Well, I'm going to make this and have it have less alcohol content, yeah. but still be able for them to drink it, and then they're not going to be doing all this debauchery type thing." Do you know when that was? What year? I, I, 1800-something, you, you would be correct. Oh, 17-something. The 18th century. That's what I meant, the 18th century, which would be the 1700s. Okay. Anyways, so he... Is that even true? I don't know. I don't know. I just threw it out there. Um. So he... There was this, like, plot of land that he was brewing on, and it was, like, near this water, like, stream or whatever. And so he had the foresight to uh, purchase... Or not purchase to lease the land for like back then it was like a thousand dollars or something, which if it was in the seventeen or eighteen hundreds, that's a ton of money. But it was like for um a thousand years or something like that. Seventeen fifty nine. Seventeen fifty nine, okay. So he they're still able to use that facility based off of his agreement that he made way long ago because of his foresight to be able to see that this could be something that he needed to lock up now. Yes, I remember hearing that. So. Yeah, he signed a 9,000-year lease. Oh, 9,000. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That is what it was, so. 
Yeah, so he doesn't own the land, but he has the rights I mean, to that land. Who signs a 9,000-year lease even well, back then? Does it say how much it was for? Oh, you want me to look? Oh, I thought you I thought you were giving me facts. You said 9,000 years. Was that just was that an ass fact? Did you just pull no. an ass fact on me? No, man. It's what I know. Let me see. All right. Well, while he's... So... Looking, oh. Okay. Well, he's looking this up. Um, ass fact is from our trip t- in New York where this uh, tour guide was giving us all sorts of misinformation that were was not true at all. Like he was just pulling them out of his the noise. The noise of the city disappears in Central Park when yeah. you go down the steps. Yeah, that was my favorite. Is that the the engineers of the Central or of Central Park made it so that when you walk down, the whole city sound just disappeared. So we're like, oh, that's cool. We walk down and like we still like hear the jackhammers. Jackhammers just and go. <laughs> cars driving by. It's like okay, maybe like. When it was built and there were, you know, horse-drawn carriages that were carrying everybody, that may have been true, but, yeah. That guy was such a tool. Yeah, and he said that we could only eat, um, in New York, you could only eat pepperoni pizza, and uh, you could not fold it in half. Right. Even though we were looking around and, like, saw everybody folding it in half. Like, right, dude. Yeah. You're you're dumb. Um, Okay, so... It was a 9,000-year lease. Okay. And for how much? It doesn't actually say the price. Okay. But so. the point is, to have the foresight to sign a 9,000-year lease, like, that's pretty, like, I have a hard time signing a two-year lease at different places. I know. But who would, I mean, 9,000 years, dude, that's a, that's a I mean, that's time. that's setting up your legacy. I mean, that's like... That's a legacy right there. Yeah, I I mean, man, that must have been a good negotiation. It was St. James St. James's Gate in Dublin. Dublin, Ireland. Yeah. Hey, yeah. speaking of Ireland, today is St. Patrick's Day. Oh, snap it is. You wearing green, brother? I'm literally wearing a green jacket. Yeah. Are you wearing green? You are. Aren't, I'm these, not... aren't these green? Bro, that's a joke, right? He's pointing at his navy blue pants. <laughs> that was a joke. Sure it was. Says the colorblind man. However, voila. A green sticker does not count. It does if I put it on. It's a tattoo, man. Well, you're not wearing it. You can't just carry around a green tattoo and be like, ooh, I've got my green. Look, I'm saving this. Uh-huh. I'm going to put it on my face. Are you? So it's like a face tattoo. Yes, because everybody needs a face tattoo. I'm going out to Whammock. I'm sorry, what? To the stockyards. Jeff and Valerie's uh, new restaurant bar that they're opening out there. Grand opening today. Is this a little plug for them? Well, I guess it is now. Okay. Um, I actually, I talked to Jeff about doing the podcast from out mm-hmm. there maybe maybe we could go do some you know river rafting and stuff oh, river rafting love cool. it so much we'll plan it i'll talk to jeff and val yeah. when i'm there yeah um but yeah so i'm heading out there to the stockyard to go check it out and give them some support nice and well, i'm gonna put this on my face okay so i have green okay. and everyone's gonna be like whoa yeah this dude's irish this guy's hardcore yeah 
He's going to be like a teardrop type thing. I think so. I okay. mean, that's kind of what I'm envisioning. Right. Yeah, that's, well, that's totally what I got. That's kind of big, dude. <laughs> that's for my for my face right there. No, that's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. So. I yeah. mean, I'm going to do it anyway. We're going to take a picture of it. Post yeah. it. So, um, I got a rafting story for you. Mm. So, uh, when I was in high school, I went rafting with my youth group. And I uh, had this friend, Tyler Morita. Tyler, if you're listening, hello. Um, funny story about Tyler, actually. Is it? Um, we were like enemies for a while. And uh, my dad, I was telling my dad about him. Like, you know, what? this Tyler kid, he's really mean, obnoxious. And my dad's like, you know, I had somebody like that when I was growing up. And um, my dad gave me some advice. He's like, give him a candy bar. I'm like, <laughs> what? He's like, yeah, give him a candy bar. And he was nice to me. So he's like, find some some common ground and uh and go from there so um one day he was wearing a pk hat you remember pk hats yes i do um promise keepers uh it was a christian men's christian organization and so he was wearing a pk hat i was like oh you you uh been promise keepers he's like oh yeah i'm like, with my dad and then all of a sudden we became friends and uh he's actually related to pat morita from the Karate Kid. Really? I don't know how the relation's there, but there's a relation. Anyways, so we're rafting, and uh, it's an overnight trip, and uh, we're sleeping under the stars, and um, Tyler moves in his sleep, at least he used to, like a lot. Like, we're not just talking like wrestles around on the bed a little bit. We're talking like he ends up off of his bed, onto the floor, like just massive amounts of moving, okay? So we knew this. So when we were uh, camping with all of us, we were sleeping on top of a tarp with our sleeping bags, and we put all of our bags around the perimeter of where we were sleeping so that way he wouldn't, like, fall out, right? So in the middle of the night, um, we hear this, like, wrestling, and uh, we thought it was a raccoon, or a possum or something in the uh, the shrubbery, and so we started throwing gummy bears at it. Why? I don't know. I mean, we were in high school. It seemed like something fun to do. Okay. So uh, when we woke up, uh, Tyler had a bunch of gummy bears in his hair. He was the one in the bushes. No. He, yes. No. Yes. I'm telling you. It's, it's he was true. the one in the bushes. Yes. I. He moves a lot. I don't. Really? Yes. I'm not making this up, I promise. Like, he just woke up in the morning and had 20 gummy bears in his hair. I don't know about 20, but he had gummy bears that we threw at what we thought was a raccoon or some sort of wild animal, and it was him. He was the wild animal. Okay. So, anyways, that's my rafting story. That's a good rafting story. I thought so. Um... Where where do you want to go from here? Well, um, I think now is a good time to uh, talk about the piece of advice that we have. Is it? Yeah. What's the? Do you have anything for us? Do you have any, or do you want me to go first? Uh, you can go. I went first, I believe, last time. So okay. Um. Yeah, you can. Uh, you can go ahead. Okay. So because I know you have something written down over there. You're well, like, like I said, I, I, but the thing is with this whole thing about the question of oh, what's one piece of advice? It's supposed to be off the cuff. And why does it have to be off the cuff? Well, because that's what we talked about. 
like we're going to ask this question and but it doesn't have to be off the cuff if i think of solid pieces of advice that i think need to be shared i don't understand what the problem with that is because when i didn't do that i was just giving out the same advice and you're like you already said that so i'm true i'm trying to come prepared and I like to have stuff that like our topics are random and we didn't plan any of what we were talking to talk about other than like, hey, what's the right before we started? We're like, what are we talking about? That's about the extent of planning. So um, my piece of advice is that it's all about choices. It's something that um, my family has said growing up is it's all about choices. It really started out when like I would miss family functions. Like, um, I missed my mom's birthday one time to go bike riding. Oh, it's not to go bike riding? Yeah. Like, mountain biking yeah. or something? Yeah. So, um... How old were you? 13. Oh. So, um, anyways, I, that's, I think that's where I started. It's like, oh, Andrew, it's all about choices. But it's true. Everything in life, you have choices. I mean, we are making so many decisions every single day and all those choices have consequences like we just talked about some of those consequences are good some of them are bad uh, but everything we do is a choice and so when you are making decisions we need to stop and think about those decisions and think about the choices that we are making because those choices that we make can have a huge impact on our life even if they seem like they are just this small minute choice that decision could have you know lasting impacts because if even if it only gets you one percent off course one percent now could be you know a huge percent off course down the road especially if you keep making one percent of wrong decisions those one percents are going to add up so that's my piece of advice make decisions okay I think I've uh, heard that one percent from someone else. Is that? I just made that up. So. Oh, you did. Yeah. Hmm. It's an interesting. I liked it. Thank you. Um. So, I guess I would give advice since we were talking about entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. something yep. that's relevant. Well, that was relevant um, because we talked but, about choices earlier. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying that you want to be relevant because mine wasn't relevant no no okay like something relevant to what we were yeah yeah talking about um i think if you're on the verge of you know do i should i take this leap should i do it you don't get anywhere you don't see success if you don't do it so you have to trust yourself trust your instincts um and Make what is valuable to you a reality by doing it. Make what is valuable to you a reality by By just doing doing it. it. So if you see value in this thing that you're thinking of and it's something maybe you've done or you've used or you've kind of created, do it. Yeah. Because you'll never know until you try. That And if it has value to you, it has value to someone else. Right. And it's all in the way that, you know, you establish things. But your dreams are going to remain your dreams until you take action. Until you make them your reality. So, I mean, 
I, I think it's hard for some people, yeah. you know, because it's hard to pull the trigger. Well, it's it's scary. Risk. Yeah. And you know what? If you fail, you've tried, you've learned, and you know how to go back and make it better. And you know what? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. I didn't make that one up. No, you didn't. Did you not. did not. But that, that was it, via Michael Scott. It. <laughs> but it is true. And so believe in yourself. Trust your instincts. And if you have a dream, make it a reality. And do what you love. That's my advice. Yes, agreed. Do what you love. And I love that sound bit, so that's why we played it. Because I, I love it, and I wanted to do it. I feel like you should have done the other one. but Which one? The jazz that one? That one works, too. That yes. one? Yeah, I, I think that that's number two. Yeah, Help you should have done that one. All right. All right, well, uh, I think that will conclude everything for this episode. Thank you for joining us, and join us next time on Backseat Backseat Drivers. Drivers. Peace.